Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It is June 2, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Hello, hello. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Nancy. Howdy. How are you doing, the two of you? What were you talking about? You always talk <laughs> about something. Yeah, I, I remember... I, I, no, uh, Dolly just revealed she's done with this new reality thing. She's done some kind of switcheroo with Annette. So now Dolly is 40 years old and Annette is like 70-something years old. I don't know how they managed it, but there you have it. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a good storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. There you have it. Um, let me tell him. Walt fixed my computer. And it's been zipping around like all of a sudden it has this new life. So I was thanking him for doing it. <laughs> that but then was... he, he tells me, no, but then she tells me that Annette doesn't go anywhere because of all her heart issues, and, and, I'm, and, this, I'm, and I'm thinking, but she's a 40-year-old person, I mean, and yeah, she but it has a job. Uh, she's working from home um, because she's one of the high risk. She has stints in her heart, too. So that, what, that could explode any minute? Like a time bomb? Yeah, they can. Ooh. They can cause her issues, yeah. But anyway, I don't mind being home so much. It's just every once in a while I would like to be able to even take a ride in the car, maybe. But she doesn't. She doesn't let me do that either. She says I want you to stick around. So I can't fight her over it. Well, I could, but... You don't drive anymore. <laughs> What's the yeah. point of fighting? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Very much so. But I don't want to hurt anyone. <clears throat> so what's been happening there? Um, well, I don't even know where to begin. This is my... I'm starting my... Uh, fifth hour of being on radio today. So, I I got lots of stories, but what stories do we want to talk about today? <laughs> Did you have a chance to tell the people about your flooding yet? I can't remember. Did were we? Have we been on the radio since then? Yeah, we talked on Say What about it. Oh, yeah, that's... 
Oh, hey, speaking of say what, when did you put that up? Uh, yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday? Because I went in earlier today. There were already 250-some views. And and I thought, holy crap. I mean, it says that you put it up today. Well, last <laughs> night. It was after 12 last night. Oh, well, since then, we had that many views. And, and I forgot how many comments. It, it was... I was surprised. I think that's Jan Shaw. <laughs> no, it's us. Jan Jan is is got a real following because she's talking what people want to hear, and so that's when right. she comes on uh, those shows, oh. say what well, we do much better, even oh, though see. you know then then not not much better, but I mean we there's definitely a preference for people for when Jan's on. Now we're on all the shows, and you know, so it's it's Jan. They want to know what's happening, yes. And she gives them really good, you know. She she talks about things that are the core of what's happening out there, not the you know brushing over something. You know, just it's it's a different way that she she presents it, and I really like it. And I do watch media, news media, you know. Uh-huh. Who's got a pop pop pop? Meaning your your chat Not rooms? me, not me. Walt is. I'm trying to shut it off. I'm I'm clicking on the, the the little speaker thing that I can shut it off, but it doesn't seem to respond to the mouse clicks. Oh, then reload it. The oh, oh, you my, better yeah. call Walt. Call Walt, yeah, <laughs> and he'll tell you he, he'll tell you to reload it. <laughs> I oh, have I. I had Walt and Mike. 326 views in 16 hours. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, more and more people are are coming to the station. You know, and what's really interesting to me is that I don't normally watch these numbers, but to me it's an indication of how many people are looking for alternative information um, in this particular, you know, situation. So I I watch the, uh, the numbers come up on how many views we have. And then I go to the analytics, and these people at YouTube tell me that I've had a 27% drop in my views, and yet my views have essentially doubled. So how is that? <laughs> Somebody's lying. Somebody's oh, lying. Yeah, you have to trust the media because they have such <laughs> accurate numbers on such such a terrible, such an incredible record. <laughs> Nothing but integrity and sincerity and respect for others yeah right <laughs> hey I saw on TV um, I forgot where it was I wish I hadn't have forgotten there were they did a pop up barbecue uh, during the daytime uh, protest not the rioters at nighttime, but it, during the daytime I think it was the police who brought out the. I don't, I'm not going to say police or or the uh, protesters, but anyway, they ended up having this nice barbecue, and everybody was happy with everybody else. There weren't any fights or nothing during the day. I wish they would do that all the time. That was wonderful. 
Well, they had one police chief who was um, confronting a crowd, and a couple of his cops knew some of the protesters. And so they were like, hey, how you doing, you know, type of thing. And the police chief is looking at, you know, the fact that this is our community, this is our family. And he said, tack with this. And they were all up in riot gear. He took. He said, "Take the batons. Take them over there. Take off your helmets." And he marched with the uh, with the protesters. They all did. I, I saw that too. It made my eyes cry. Yep, yep. And that's well, the that's, ones that we're, we're getting. Oh, well, the best the best example of what it is. Okay, here you got a, a fox guy on the street. And, oh, we got to go run. We hear something's happening around the corner. So they go, you know, and they're off air for a while. And then finally they come back on. He's kind of out of breath. And he's like, and and he's got the cameras pointed at the store. And, you know, instead of you seeing people running into the building and coming out with piles of crap, people have got brooms and shovels and they're cleaning up. Yep. <laughs> and the broadcaster's like... <laughs> Wow, we were going to say, yeah, yeah, we thought we were seeing a riot, and he caught himself, and he goes, we actually thought we were coming here for a riot, and he turned it around, and he said, and look at what we see, it's people cleaning up, he says, this is amazing, and he got all excited about the cleanup. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's, that's what I would, that's exactly what we were discussing with Nancy when I was servicing her computer, I remember we were talking that it's like the, the cabal insists on using their old playbook, counting on people being, you know, the uh, the cattle of, you know, the, from centuries ago that they would believe anything they were be told. And it's not working. They keep using actions and plans and things, maneuvers from the playbook, and it's not working anymore. No, nobody's buying it. It's like the the, the the definition of insanity, you know, repeating the same action over and over again and expecting a different result. So they're behaving like throwbacks. Oh, we'll try this. No, it doesn't work. People don't go for that. So at, at no time do they accept that people have changed. They are not accepting that people are transforming, that they're opening their consciousness to a new realm. None of that enters into their playbook. It's beyond their ability to conceive. I, I know people like that. Like my criminal uh, cousin, he cannot conceive that someone will tell the truth at any one time. He cannot conceive that uh, someone is not going to try to cheat him at everything, at every t- turn. It, it's beyond his ability to imagine. So therefore, he lives in a reality where He's constantly lying and cheating and stealing and all whatnot because that's those are the parameters. That's his fishbowl that he swims in. And he can't conceive anything outside the fishbowl. And this cabal is behaving the same way. They're, they're doing the same thing as they did 50 years ago because, yes, 50 years ago it worked. People's consciousness was really low, low vibration. But the planet didn't stop for anybody. Look at the, I said to, I said to Nancy, look at the human resonance. They're not even taking that into account, how that impacts consciousness. <laughs> so. Well, like Trump says, the deep state people, beings, whatever they are, are really very stupid. 
it's crazy. But anyway, I really, really got into how the police and the protesters are interacting in the last couple of days. It, it well, made me excited. I think that's the answer. I, I oh, absolutely, me too. You know, okay, so so President Trump got out there yesterday and he said, you know, I sympathize with the with the people's rights to be able to, you know, protest, but this is not protesting. This is uh, organized uh, violence. And I don't know if you know this, Walt, but when they they actually have got staging points that have pallets of uh rocks oh i saw the photos oh did you it's like you know who the hell is financing this what they're planning to build something in the middle of the street all of a sudden <laughs> yeah well when you, when you got when you got that you know and, and and what's happening is that see right now the problem is is the protesters need to go home before dark because the bad guys are hiding behind them. The stuff that's getting thrown is getting thrown from behind the protesters at the police. All right? I mean, it's just, it's so stupid, you know. Classic textbook, right? Classic. But I think that what, whoever set up that barbecue is is has got the, the thing settled here. Now, the president doesn't have the right to, well, there's a dispute about it, but I don't think he does, um, to be able to control, you know, activate the, the National Guard of a given state. Uh, he can, I don't think he can do that. But he could certainly get his military cooks to go in there with the military's, you know, ability to feed hundreds, thousands of people and some pretty good food, by the way. You know, and just instead of going in there in riot gear, go in there with pots and pans and cook for people. <laughs> how can how can you get mad at somebody that's cooking you a steak? Yeah, right. yeah well, I, I right here in Crystal, I'm a quarter of a mile away from an airfield. I remember I mentioned it before. It's all small aircraft, and uh, it's very common to see smaller small aircraft and helicopters. Like this morning, I saw uh, uh, one of the news channel helicopters do fly overhead. But this past weekend, uh, on Sunday, I hear the um, I hear the you know the the engine sound of a helicopter, but it sounded odd. It sounded even louder than usual. And I look up and I recognize. I, I don't know the name of it. Nancy probably knows because she's been in the military. Is these big, huge helicopters? They're bigger than a school bus, and they have double propellers—one in the front, one in the back. I think it's called a Chinook. Okay, uh, that and you know the typical military green color that they use. I don't know if it's a Air Navy or any other one of the other armed forces, but it it it, it just green military. Well, if so it was it green, like it was it, army. Oh, okay. So it's an army transport then. And it was flying overhead and I could tell that it was flying toward the airfield. So there is there is army personnel here. I haven't seen any soldiers on the street. Uh, the I saw that today I drove by um, 
this past weekend, uh, Target was all boarded up. All the all the windows were boarded up. Now I notice the windows have been removed. So obviously, Target is open today. Um, but what time was it? It was. Uh, this, uh, Monday morning, it was 1.45 a.m. Um, in my in my room, even though the windows are closed, you could see when there are, you know, the, the flashing lights of police cars. I didn't hear any police siren at all. It was just the flashing lights. So I look out my window and I noticed I didn't, I could not tell where the car was parked. So I looked out the other window, which is at the other end of the house, and there was a cop car parked right across my driveway. And there was an, another vehicle in front of the cop car, but it was obviously off because there weren't any lights, not even brake lights. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here? What are they? What are these cops doing here? And I opened the window, and sometimes you could make out words because it was really quiet. And I could hear the cop talking to the driver. Couldn't see them because of the tree branch. And it's like the cop was... Uh, um, like sa saying, like, you know that there's a curfew in place and you want to drive around with friends at this hour. If there's if the, if anything happens, if there's any problem, you know, you're going to have to call on me or I'm going to have to get involved. So at the end, because you could make some words, not everything. So at the end, he says, have a good night. And he goes back to the cop car. And after the guy left, then they shut off the lights and the cop car drive, drove off. So I guess they've been watching the neighborhood. And uh, like you said, there's a curfew in place, and they're uh, investigating any kind of activity of any anybody driving around at that time. It was 1:47 a.m. I said to my mom, "What are the what is this guy driving around for? There's no movie theaters, no <laughs> no restaurants, no nightclubs, no discotheques. You're driving around because you just what? All the stores are closed. You just feel like it. You know you're." You're asking, you're attracting attention to yourself by doing that, but I don't know. Who knows what they're doing driving around at that time? The police? No, the so the civilians, you know. Oh, this, this they're the driving car. around it, Pat. Yeah, and they're not supposed to because there, there is a curfew in place. And Maybe we, they did, were checking yeah. your neighborhood out. I don't know. In the, in the past, they've done that because sometimes we've called. Uh, in our neighborhood, there is no overnight parking. So one night, uh, my mom noticed it was like over th three hours, there's this car parked across the street in front of my neighbor's house and it, with the parking lights on and the engine on. So <laughs> we called the cops and explained, you know, there's a vehicle across, you know, Diane's, uh, in front of Diane's house. And the engine's running, the parking lights are on, and we don't recognize this vehicle as belonging to anyone in the neighborhood. So they came over and they found that the guy was just sitting there smoking weed. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. And the and the guy kind of got that one. I was able to hear it better. The guy got angry. Why are they bothering him? And the and the cop goes, because you're parked illegally and you're smoking weed and you have weed in the car. <laughs> this is like <laughs> so the guy says so <laughs> so I don't know what the deal was he, he stepped out of the car and they inspected the car with flashlights and then finally he got into the car and then he and he left I, I guess he wasn't arrested or detained or anything 
he went his way and the cops went their way. So do you live in a semi-bad neighborhood? No, it's not bad. It's just that there's no overnight parking because all houses have garages. Right. You know, there are neighborhoods where the, ha- the houses have no garage. There are neighborhoods where the houses have um, an alley running behind the building. And they do either they have a garage or they have parking spaces. But in this neighborhood, every single house has at least, at least a small garage. So you're not supposed to park overnight on the street. So they, they'll come around and ask, why are you parked on the street? Which is a good thing to know. Sorry, mm-hmm. Nancy. No, I just want to mention to people that Crystal City is a suburb of Minneapolis, where it all exactly. started. So, um, so Walt, uh, I thought the resonator was keeping things nice over there. What happened? Well, it is. I haven't seen any violence. <laughs> I mean, all the all the, the boarding up that they did uh, over the past weekend. Um, I think I told you, and I also told Dolly. I had to drive around for a while until I could find an open gas station because all of a sudden um, this happened on Friday. I go to Target; they're boarding it up, and they said the uh, they were it was uh, twelve noon already, and they were closing. And uh, one of the security guards says we're closed; we'll be open on Monday. And they were boarding up everything, you know, all the windows, all the uh, all the doors. Then I went to a small Mexican store to get some items. There were, they had all the, again, all the doors, all the windows were boarded up, and they said, "Oh, we're closed because of the, there's a uh, rumors of the rioting." Okay, uh, fine. I get in the car and I notice I, I'm I'm down to a quarter of a tank, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to fill up before I go back home." So I go to a speedway. It's closed with a sign on the door. You know, closed until further notice. Okay, I go to another station, closed until further notice. Then I go to a holiday station, and there was a, a crew of uh, carpenters boarding up the holiday station. And I said, you know, they're closed until when? You know, how long are they going to be closed? And the guy goes, we don't know. We've just been told to board up everything. So then I started thinking along the lines, okay, these all, all these gas stations are corporate franchise gas stations, you know, Speedway, holiday, and then I remember that in front of Menards, there's a privately owned gas station. I drove over there, and it was just fine. It was open. He was dispensing gas. There was an empty pump there. I was able to load up, and then I asked him the question, what's going on? Why are all the gas stations closing up? And, and the man said, oh, it's because of the rumor that there's going to be rioting in this area. And I laughed because I, I had seen the video by that time. And I said, even though it was a cop who started the riots, and he looked up, his eyes, his eyes opened wide. He says, what? I said, yeah, Chick, go to the Internet. It's all over the Internet. It was a cop who started the riot, you know, not the people that were protesting. And I noticed that Menards, instead of closing the store, what they did is they put up pallets of wood all over the, the windows, so like creating like a mini fort. So but they, they were still open. You, you could go in and, and, and buy. And the, the one thing of all, all, of all the articles that have been published and every commentary that has been done, to this day, I have not gotten a clear story. Maybe you guys know what the, the real story is. What was 
the protest about because if this if they did this theater play of this man Floyd getting arrested and being in the car and being taken out of the car and blah 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 and all the other things that we know supposedly happened okay why was he arrested in the first place what was the excuse counterfeit was there a, what he had a a counterfeit twenty dollar bill supposedly oh that's it yeah, that's it. But what, so the protest happened before or after he got arrested? After after he supposedly got killed by the policeman. Oh, oh okay. That's what started see. the protests. Ah, okay. And you saw, got, you saw, I sent you the, both of you, the the um, post from this lady Utsava. Yeah, I saw Where it. she says the man is not dead. <laughs> a lot of yes. people are saying that the George Floyd is not dead, so I'm sure the posse will agree with them. <laughs> I disagree with her, um, and, and that's simply because I heard the, uh, the the medical examiner that did an autopsy on him. And I'm sorry, uh, I did a remote on it because it was it was one of those I was doing the flood thing. I wasn't into any of this, but they kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, and finally I said, "Okay." I didn't know. I didn't. I had not seen the video. I saw photographs, and you know, when they start up the video, so I knew basically the scenario. I certainly knew it was in Minneapolis, and that it was going to be an easy go-to because there was so much energy focused on that spot. So I get there, and I'm see. Mr. Floyd on the ground with the cop on top of him and there were two cops there just standing there and none of the three exhibited any kind of energy at all to be honest with you I mean they were like like uh, empty is the best word it's like, that's like, that's what my mother said that they were like zombies yes. they're not even alive yeah there was no there was no energy signature at all and I had never quite seen such a, a stark, complete emptiness in, in, you know, like they were automations, you know. And it wasn't because I was on watching it on television. I was doing a remote. They were right in front of me, you know. And so my mind is going like, all right, this is obviously a stage situation. And what is that noise? Sorry. Is it you? Let me, let me mute myself. It's my chair. Oh, let me mute myself. He, Dolly, he has a really strange... Sta- he gets so many strange noises out of that. I know. I, I thought he was farting. Well, no, I wasn't sure what was happening. If the dog was barking <laughs> or... <laughs> but, um... So, I, I'm looking at these three cops, and like I say, there was nothing there. And, of course, it could be mind control. It could be, uh, you know... Uh, Ultra, uh, Emma, whatever it is, Emma, Ultra, I can't even think of it. I get so discombobulated even thinking of what I was looking at. But my MK qu- Ultra? Yes, MK Ultra. It could be, you know, other things. So my question, and of course we know that the questions are always critical is how you phrase them. So I hesitated and then I said, where is the source of this control? And they were above me on in on my right side in a window three stories up. It was uh, electromagnetic telepathy. 
They had zapped them so that they were automations. They were in control of them. Um, so knowing that it was, you know, a super-duper planned thing, then it was watching what happens next. And it was people who... Not, they did a, a survey. You know, ninety-six percent of all the people that filled out the survey nationwide considered what, what they saw was murder. Nobody was. Everybody saw that man murdered, and nobody had any doubt about it. And so now they oh we well it takes us a while to get uh, you know and they're hesitating these cops and everything, and then when they come back, they declare that it was manslaughter and that it was not asphyxiation or strangulation. It was because he was on methamphetamines, drunk, and uh, what was the other thing? He had something else. Oh, diabetes or something. I mean, it was bizarre. And, you know, the lawyer, his the family's lawyer said, All, none of those things were going to kill him. So the family got a, another autopsy done by the medical examiner, retired. Me- well, he's not. He's the ex uh, a medical examiner of New York City, who did the autopsy on the last black man that was uh, strangled by the police in a, in a chokehold. So they have this guy do the autopsy, and I heard him interviewed on Hannity. And that was one of the... I'm so glad that I went to the place where I was watching NCIS, (laughs) where where they show you awful, awful things, but somehow or another they get away with it because it's so scientifically based. And this medical examiner was in detailing, detailing the reason that that he had died and... It wasn't even so much what was happening to the neck. He had his knee on the back in a place that would prevent the diaphragm from working. So when that cop said, oh, how could you not breathe? You're talking. No, that's absolutely true. You can talk. You can talk. If your diaphragm can't work, you're going to die of asphyxiation, lack of oxygen to the brain. And so um, that medical examiner declared he was asphyxiated, he was strangled, and um, it's a murder case. If they had done that, um, there would be less of an excuse for rioting, but it probably would have started up anyway. Because, like I say, this was a pre-planned... Do you remember me saying if the people weren't in their homes, they would be in churches and malls and schools and being shot at? Well, they start going out, and they go out because they, they're now, oh, we got to stage something, so they all come out into the streets. They come out into the streets, and you've got a, a highly trained military organization that is causing the rioting. Now, there are other participants in the rioting. There are, you know, the lowlifes that just give me whatever I can get, and that's it. You know, I mean, that kind of really kind of trashy human being. Um to gangs of people, you know, gangs just saying, let's go get our loot on. You know? Things like this. But, the fact that they've got pre-positioned 
Molotov cocktails and, and, and construction stuff to throw at cops, you know, you know this is a highly organized situation. And that's what the president's going after. Well, they, I figured because the COVID stuff was dying down and people were saying, oh, come on, uh, that they had to do something new to try to keep people under control. Um, I figured something new would be coming, but I had no idea it was going to be this awful. I sure did. Well, I don't think it's that awful. I think it's awful, absolutely. But, you know, I've been around long enough to know when there were thousands and thousands of people and in, I have not seen the kind of crowds that I have seen in the Vietnam protesting in, you know, uh, Kent State. I mean, I saw, supposedly in London, it was a million people protesting. I think it could have been that way if they hadn't started all this rioting. But the, um, the rioting is, uh, is not the protesters. And if the if they'd have a barbecue and protest while they're eating, and then go home, there's nobody to hide behind because these are not like the, you know, the militia that's gonna come out. They're working towards it. I mean, when I watch this, I think of the people in all those countries that we saw burned to the ground by all of the terrorist activity. You know, Iraq. You know, Syria, Bosnia, you know, Egypt. Well, what I think is so horrible is that here people are saying, you got to stay home. <clears throat> you're quarantined. You're Basically, you're under arrest in your own house. So, okay, we're staying home. Then, then the people start to smarten up. They see what the poop's going on. And the deep state says, we have to do something to keep this going. And so they start this. Well, so the people are coming from quarantine stuff. They're still supposed to be in quarantine, but people are saying, no, we're done. So they're protesting against that. And then the people who have the businesses and the homes that were hurt and they have lost their some of them their job. They don't have a job to go back to. The people who own the businesses have lost their businesses. A lot of them do not have insurance. They've lost their livelihoods. They don't have a place to go back to. Some people are... The good people, the protesters during the daytime, are learning, hey... We don't want to go back to what it was. Let's. Uh, we're starting to do something new here. We're having barbecues in the streets with the police. Things are changing. But then at nighttime, they get their businesses demolished. They. I don't like when people are hurt. And people are hurt and there's not a damn thing I can do about it but pray. Well, praying, pray, praying, like. praying is the most important, powerful thing you can do. 
Anybody can do. And by praying, I, I don't know. mean getting on your knees and talking to some source up there. I'm talking about your thoughts. You know, a prayer is a thought that goes out and says, please stop this. You know, and it's it's a thought warfare is what we're playing. And I think they're losing. Because it, it's, it's just too obvious. Um, and... We'll see. I mean, I, it's it's it is a quirky thing we're into. Um, we're gonna have Walt read Fulford in a little bit here, but um, well, we got twenty minutes. You could read Fulford. Do you want to hear Fulford, Dolly? Sure. No, you don't. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I was just Dolly's voice made me think when somebody says, "Sure." <laughs> I will take a, sh- a sharp knife to the back. Go ahead. Yes, I, I did have a thought like that in my head, but it wasn't about Fulford or anything like that. Do you have more to say oh. on that subject? Because I know I, I know a little bit about what he said. What who said? Fulford. It's just, oh, but no. What what else would you like to say on that? I might have cut you short. It just really upsets me that I can't physically go out there and do something and make it better. (laughs) I'm having trouble with that issue. I know I shouldn't. I know it's stupid of me. For someone like you, who can speak to the people on the other side to be saying that, um, it's kind of shocking to me. Because someone like you, you should be the first one to understand that you are most qualified to do far more than anyone who's out there doing something because what they're doing is physical doing. You have consciousness and you're able to communicate to the other side and you're able to communicate what forces that many people have never communicated with. So what you can do, the, the work of you is equal to the work of a thousand other people or more even. You've already demonstrated when you there was a, a major switch and it affected how many other people so you you thinking that you can't do anything is the wrongest thing i've heard because you're you're on the other side you are the one who can do the most because your consciousness and the thoughts that you have and the conversations that you have with the other side is incredibly powerful far more than anybody going out doing peaceful demonstrations or filling out uh you know when people do it goes door to door gathering signatures because we're going to put it in a, we're doing a petition for something. That's nothing compared to someone who can do consciousness work because their creation comes from the top down. Everything is energy. Material is the last thing. That's the last thing. I mean, when I, I grabbed the Ho'oponopono resonator and I put it over the map of the Twin Cities, I didn't ask it to stop anything. I told it you are a conscious living channel of source consciousness and source energy witness everything with the eyes of the universe because that's exactly what why they've been getting away with this for centuries because by abusing the law of free will which is allowed in this universe they keep tons of crap hidden from everyone including source but if you open the door for source to see through you then source pours in and everything gets transformed, everything gets changed. And you can see the first time I did that, 
the very next day, we started hearing all these news reports of thousands of children being liberated. Prior to that, nobody had heard a word about this. It was news to everybody. So you're in that position. You can see what's going on. And all you have to do is step aside and let the universe see through you, which you are not affected by the veil like the rest of us is. So you are sitting in a, in a unique position. You can do the work of thousands by just being yourself. I'm not blowing, you know, I'm not trying to fluff you up or praise you or anything like that. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you the truth. Well, if I'm exaggerating or lying, please, Posse, chime in and correct me if anything or, or everything I've said is incorrect or inaccurate. Now they're saying I needed a reminder that there are things I can do. But I just got to a low place. I'm only human. <laughs> I do no, get no, lady, to down position. You just don't you believe know. it. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave me the pep talk that I wasn't hearing from them. Thank you. Well, we support each other. You help me answering my questions. We all help each other. You know, Nancy answers our questions. We answer Nancy's questions. And this is the way we're meant to, to work, not single individuals completely isolated and never communicating. That, that doesn't work. The new reality is bringing everybody's energy to bear because we are all the cells of a human civilization. There is, there is no such thing as a civilization of one. It's either all of us or, you know, <laughs> all of us awake <laughs> because there's a huge bunch that's still choosing to feed fear but they've already made their choice remember what we were talking about when we were having that that uh, Skype conversation uh, you, you said the same thing in your show that Anelia said stop trying to wake up people whoever's oh. asleep is asleep because they've made a conscious choice to be asleep yeah. right now we have to focus on everyone that's awake because that's where the energy is Right. And, the, and the more awake they are, guess what? They're impacting everybody around them, even those that are asleep. They're waking up, and they don't know why they're waking up. They weren't looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks, Walt. I'm over myself. <laughs> even though you're so red and fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So, Walt, did you hear about the President's Walk through Lafayette Park? Uh, Nope. Fill me in. Okay, so yesterday, um, Lafayette Park is right across the street from the White House. On the opposite side of the park is uh, the Episcopal Church, St. John's. It's considered the President's Church. Because all the presidents uh, go there to, uh, well, they go there. Hey, their respects. No, no, they go there to worship, and they also um, have a lot of state events there. So anyway, uh, the night before, somebody started a fire in a new section. It, it really wasn't, didn't damage the uh, the, the, the building itself, but the president is going to be making a press conference, supposedly. And so they've got the camera, and Lafayette Park is just full of uh, 
it was it, it was getting towards curfew. Okay, so these are the people that are not your uh, protesters that are the old kind that were all right. I'm going home. I've done my bit. I'm getting out of here. You know, it was the younger group. I think you know, just trying to hang out, whatever. Because there was some uh, of that agitation that you see when the nighttime thing starts to happen. But the police just walked them back right out of the park, you know, in a line of police officers. And I think there was National Guard in there, too. It might have been military. But they're they're marching them right out. And um, so then the, the president comes out of the White House. Nobody's with him. He's by himself. And he gives um, this short speech about, I am, I was, I took an oath to, to protect the laws and the people of, of the nation. And I am just not going to let this lawlessness happen. That's why you elected me. Uh, and uh, so if the, if the governors and the mayors aren't going to do something to stop this, then I certainly will. And he said, instead of taking questions, he said, and now I'm going to pay my respects to a... What was my it? favorite place or something like that. Uh, was place the, I love the most. No, something along, so, that, along that line. Yeah. <laughs> and he um, turns around goes back into the White House. Now, Dolly says that the guy that did that was, in fact, our beloved. <laughs> he wasn't a Yes. Clone. It was. Oh my gosh, I, I was almost having a heart attack again. Oh, you mean not the not the double? Not not the not one. So the not the not one um, comes back out of another section of the White House, and he's got with him his at least four cabinet members, including Attorney General Barr, and the new guy that's the head of the National. I don't remember his name. But he's got, like, at least four of them and the press secretary, (laughs) Kimberly or whatever her little name is. Um, And he just takes off walking. And he's walking right right, right across the same place that not 20 minutes before that had been a massive demonstration. And he goes over to the church... Doesn't say anything to anybody. Just walks, you know. And and what was really freaky was the social, the spe, uh, the uh, secret service. Secret service was nowhere near him. I know. He was way out in the open, and I'm looking at him and I'm going like, "Gosh, I think that's our beloved." But would they would they, would they even consider this? Because it was like nothing I have seen since John Kennedy was assassinated. Um, I guess you have to believe what Utsava said, that he's being protected by what she calls the patriot aliens or something, because otherwise, who would risk that? Well, he, I got to tell you, he walks up in front of the church, and he's got all, I don't know where he got the Bible, but all of a sudden, the Bible's in his hand. And he just holds it up to everybody, just, you know, just doesn't say anything, just holds it up. And then he's got his cabinet people to get around him. Photo opportunity. Here, take some pictures of me. Standing in front of the church that they had tried to burn. Okay? And then he takes off walking back to the White House. Um, The guys with him didn't look too happy. Oh, no, the guys with him looked terrified. (laughs) 
absolutely terrified. But I couldn't help thinking George Washington every time for every step he took. I felt like I was looking at George Washington. And you know, it was it, of course the media out there is saying all sorts of bad things about what he did. But it was a pretty impressive thing to see that man do. Even if it was a if it was somebody you know the double or whatever, it took a lot of courage to do that. Heck yeah! Especially- but he wasn't. He was. He was our beloved president. Um, now the other one. Uh, when did this happen? Today, maybe or last night, he did another thing like that, similar, but that wasn't. That was the not real one. Maybe he got a good falling out. You shouldn't do that, crazy (laughs) man. You got to live to to help us. (laughs) It was terrifying to me. (laughs) I kept praying, please God, take care. But you, 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 you didn't even (laughs) see it live. You saw it as a rerun, didn't you? Did you? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm. She's messaging me. Oh, I, yeah. I got to tell you that story too, well. She's messaging me about you know the press conference and blah blah blah, and and she says it's our beloved, and then he turns around and he says I've got to go someplace, pay my respects to blah blah blah, and the next thing Dolly says is maybe he went to the bathroom. Yeah, and then I went out and watched TV with Matt. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching this guy leave the White House, walk out into the open, go to the church, show the Bible, all of this stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm, I can't believe that she's not messaging me. <laughs> now, and the reason I can't believe this is that on Saturday, we had SpaceX take off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, do you know anything about the SpaceX shot, Walt? Yeah, I know that it's highly responsible to be sending humans to it, to space on a chemical rocket, knowing what we know that there is a not-so-secret space program that has literally sent people to other stars and come back. To send people out of space sitting on a giant bomb is the most irresponsible risk of human life and waste of resources and waste of money. Okay, Dolly. Okay, Dolly, enough of that. Because you're, you're saying exactly what Do- Dolly was like all over. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. And then I had to listen to Walt say the same thing I did. When that's we like, were going, doing that's like going to war with sticks and rocks. Yeah, let's go up with this chemical bomb. Okay. And let's but, pray well, together. That we're going to make it to space and be alive when we make it there. So. You okay. did. You got in my mind. Okay, but, you know, regardless of all that, for the vast majority of humans, they still think that this is the way you have to do it. They don't know what you know. So for the vast majority of Americans, this should have been a very moving and exciting kind of venture. I suspect for the young people, they couldn't have given a crap. But for us oldies that had seen, the, you know, the Mercury and the Apollo and the Gemini shots and with the rocket and the burst of flames and all of this, you know, 
This is like going back to the beginning. The shuttle thing was an aberration. Dalia and I were, were very scientific and we were very technical about it because we were wondering how they go about peeing in, the, in those suits. <laughs> <laughs> so we were right up there with the science, you know. We're not idiots. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. <laughs> Well, we got to discuss the important shit. (laughs) 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 We got to let Nancy talk. You're getting me wound up. (laughs) Yeah, we can't get the producer angry at us. No. (laughs) I do have control of the mute. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimate power. (laughs) So, um... We've got this rocket ship that kind of looks more like uh, a Buck Rogers cockpit on yeah. it now, you know. And the name of this launch, this it's called uh, Crew Dragon Cockpit. It's the Crew Dragon, okay? Dragon, neat, you know. And it's being launched on a propulsion system that's called the Falcon. And the Falcon, the first stage, when it cuts off and it starts falling back to Earth, when it gets to a certain altitude, starts with the engine slowing itself down and actually lands on its tail in uh, on a barge in the ocean. I mean, really sci-fi out there. But what was really cool about the uh, the cockpit itself is there were so many cameras. It was like we were inside the cockpit with them. And there's one shot, and it's got a number of cameras. There's this one shot that comes right over their shoulders and through the middle of the of the cabin, and you could see the console, and it's all put uh, touchscreen. It's just it's just like a whole brand new, you know, the, yeah, stepping been into using a avionics for for years. There's no more no more switches and knobs. If anything, it's going to be very few items. Everything's going to be touch screen. Well, they didn't touch anything because they kept twiddling their thumbs. The whole thing was done by computer. Yeah. Every single piece of it. I mean, they just I think the there. only time they touch something is they, if they have to override the computer for whatever reason. Well, if the computer failed, then, you know, I mean, that's what they're there for. But they also have an escape capability of the capsule itself from the uh, propulsion system behind it. And... They tested that. I saw a film of, of, you know, them actually going through that. So from the moment that, and this is another change, is that they are already in position in the rocket when the rocket begins to get fueled. So from the instant that they begin to fuel, the computer monitors everything. And should anything go wrong, the computer will shoot this (laughs) cockpit way the heck up, you know, into the you know thousand feet or so, so the par- the parachutes work, but they have to have that ability for a thousand miles downrange the trajectory of the rocket because they could need to do this at any instant until they're up in orbit and they have jettisoned the second rocket. So um, it's it's a really impressive all done by computer, and they they did point out the uh, the switch that would do that they do have a manual switch there but they said that if if you touch it it's instantaneous 
It's this boom, bing, you're gone. You know, so it, it's fascinating. If you just disregard that they don't have to do this anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just saying that you know they have to put on a show. But now, now it makes you doesn't it make you wonder if all of this is happening in a Stanley Kubrick studio? <laughs> I don't think so. There was too damn much fire. I swear I, there. I don't think so either. I felt the boom. Yeah, she was sitting right there. She couldn't get out of bed, and then she felt that, and she was like, and seeing the fire, there was much more fire than I remembered from the other things. But uh, I did, I get did get to share it with Nancy because. Because um, I was texting her. Oh, that's what I started out to say, is that for every single, I mean, it, it took two minutes to get up high enough to, you know, for those two minutes, oh my, oh, look at that, oh, yeah, the, the, beep, 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 and so instead of watching the television, I got to keep looking at my phone to get rid of that beeping noise. Oh, I, if she had been sitting next to me, I'd have hit her in the head. <laughs> wow. I, w- I won't make I that mistake I again. It's a good idea that you don't take her on a date with you because it's not going to work. <laughs> oh my god, it was too funny. So I tried not to get excited and text her when when Trump was uh, speaking. <laughs> that whole thing was a message. That that whole you know. Knowing in, in, this, in this country that you can't even take a step outside without having five or six secret service surrounding you to the point. I mean, how many pictures have I seen through the years where uh, secret service is following a president? And you don't know where the president is. You're just hoping that he's sitting or standing in the middle of this tightly tight circle of men that are following him because he's, he's always he's, he's got a human shield of secret service around him for him to do that that was a message I'm sorry that, 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 was a, that was a major declaration of something but that was a message to someone or a group of someone they were keeping social distancing yeah right oh no seriously they no, were six they were. feet away <laughs> they were <laughs> I think they were doing that so that they wouldn't be in the line of fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I'm going to play Humanity by Manessas and Craig Stewart. We'll be right back just under five minutes. <laughs> You 
Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It is June 2, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva. I hope they're back. Are you guys back? I'm back. I'm back. I I didn't leave. I liked her. Yeah. Talk there for a second. I've got in my hand the dog's food. I've got to put it on the floor. You aren't being good. You're telling on me, Walt. (laughs) You're telling stories on me. (laughs) I'm not telling on you. You're telling on you. You were telling on your show how you're transforming into a bulletproof bitch and stuff like that. So (laughs) I'm not telling on you. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I'm that's just part of your boss. You. <laughs> I was sitting there last night watching the riots, and I thought, you know, if the police would just shoot like three or four people in the leg where it wouldn't kill them, you know, like hitting a femoral artery, I bet that would stop the riot. The well, they're paid rioters, so I'm sure they, they didn't accept to get accept payment for being shot, so that would be a deterrent. I would think so. See what I mean about becoming a bitch? Because <laughs> 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 it wouldn't have bothered me at all. Um, but they got to do something in order to stop them from ruining other people's lives. They don't have the right to do that. So, you're telling people what to do again, are you, Dolly? No, uh -uh. not me. (laughs) 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 All right, so, do we want to read, do we want to have Fulford read? Yeah. You're sure, Dolly? We don't want to do yes. anything. Okay. I'm better. Walt gave me the lecture I needed. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, June 1st, 2020, the title of the report goes Zionist Pandemic Plus Riots Plan Blows Up in Their Faces. The long term plan concocted by the Satanic Zionists to kill billions is blowing up in their faces following the failure of their riots and fake pandemic. Now the world's military and intelligence forces are actively hunting them down, according to multiple sources, including official government statements. In quotes, the violence instigated and carried out by Antifa and other similar groups in connection with the rioting is domestic terrorism and will be treated accordingly, says U.S. Attorney General William Barr. That includes using the unlimited power of our military and many arrests, U.S. President Donald Trump tweeted. Forensics investigations show the riots in Hong Kong, as well as the riots in the U.S., are financed by the same Satanists who are desperately trying to start a World War III between the U.S. and China. Taiwan-based gangsters have subcontracted the work from the Zionists and financed these riots via a synagogue of Satan in Vancouver, Canada and heroin-dealing gangsters in Hong Kong, according to Asian Secret Society sources. Sensing defeat, high-level insiders in the cabal are now bailing out, as can be seen from the following missive sent to us by a dissident member of the Rockefeller family. So this section is in quotes. A shocking meeting was organized by Bill Gates and David Rockefeller at the New York home of the president of the Rockefeller University, in 2009. Other guests of this meeting of billionaires were Warren Buffett, George Soros, Ted Turney, and Oprah Winfrey. None of them expressed opposition to the stated purposes of this meeting, which were to perform massive abortions in the third world and massive eugenics methods, in parentheses, electronic warfare, chemical warfare, and biological warfare in the first world, in order to reduce the world population from 7 billion to 1 billion, in an effort 
whose consequences would far exceed the lifetimes of the participants and meant to be their legacy to the world. However, whoever may have to die in the process was and is not their concern. Close quotes. In any case, just as arsonists sometimes accidentally set, set, set themselves on fire, this time the riots being instigated are backfiring on the cabal. Pentagon sources note that rioters in L.A. target Jewish neighborhoods, loot Jewish stores, and spray synagogues with you know, expletive Israel and free Palestine as APEC is forced to cancel its March 20, 2021 conference nine months early. What these rioters need to understand is that the synagogues of Satan do not represent Jews, but rather use the Jews as a distraction, much like the matadors cape in a bullfight. The mem- remember, the Jews have been the main victims of the satanic Zionist plot that is now blowing up. <clears throat> With that in mind, we know the Pentagon sources report the Israeli colony of brainwashed Europeans is in, se- in, is in severe trouble as the European Union is poised to impose anti-Israel sanctions as German Chancellor Angela Merkel led a boycott of the G7 summit, and Zionist traders Hungary and Austria may have been jawbone to put Europe first to make Europe great again. The sources also say <clears throat> Trump may lead from behind as European Union sanctions may lead to sanctions from G20 and even UN sanctions like the grounding of the 737 MAX. Trump only did it after the European Union saw the days of Israel being above the law are over. Remember the puppet communist governments of Eastern Eastern Europe fell shortly after people realized the USSR was not going to back them up. For this reason, without U.S. backing, Israel will have no choice but to stop its genocidal superstitious messianic behavior. Um, at British MI6 intelligence reports the situation is leading very high-end wartime diplomacy and extremely delicate stuff. It comes at a time in the history of civilization when the axis between the East and the West is at its most fractured state. And our ana- analysis suggests a further continued deterioration would result in thermonuclear warfare. It is for this reason why we are so committed to the efforts of the White Hats and the Golden Dragon family. We will match their offer of unlimited funding with our quantum financial system technology. MI6 is referring to high-level contact going on between the Golden Dragon family, the European bloodlines, and the Gnostic Illuminati to arrange for the release of virtually unlimited funding for the planet. We are finding the intelligence sharing and secret diplomatic cooperation very encouraging. This is history-changing stuff, as you know. Um, now, the next part is he's quoting us, an MI6 source about what's going on with the Queen. And the, the whole um, section of text where he's quoting the source saying that everything is okay, the Queen is still in power, blah, blah, blah. I've doused this entire thing, and it's disinformation on the part of whoever the source is. It is not it is not true. What they're saying that she's still in power and everything's okay and no, it isn't true. I keep getting no. So I'm gonna skip to the next person. 
the next section. Uh, as far as Hong Kong is concerned, MI6 says, uh, whatever, something about leaving them alone to their own problems. Okay. Now, here's the th he's talking about the riots here in the U.S., and he's put photos of the cop that supposedly killed this man. And he says, okay, now let's get back to the riots in the U.S. What is most interesting about them is how the crisis actors like George Floyd are being uncovered in real time. Since this has been extensively covered by other sites, we will just post photos, one from Jim Stone Freelance and the other from We Are Change. So they're showing how supposedly these same men appeared in the Boston bombing and in the Sandy Hook shooting. He's comparing the photos and connecting them with uh, red arrows. Uh, then there's a, a video of a Zionist agent caught in the act of financing the riots. What the military and intelligence agencies need to remember in confronting these criminals is that they work according to long-range plans, some literally dating back centuries. For that reason... An unpredictable, here-now, sustained offensive is essential to defeating them once and for all. The answer, as always, is to follow the money. This means raiding the foundations that own the Fortune 500 corporations and arresting the owners of these foundations. This, of course, includes the Soros people, the Rothschilds, and the other usual suspects. Here in Japan, we called the Japanese cabinet office and the Tokyo government to ask if they had actually confirmed the COVID-19 virus even exists. What the forensic investigations that followed reveal was, was that all positive COVID-19 test results came from scam testing facilities financed by the hedge fund KKR. Message to KKR, you have 20, 48 hours to get your people out of Japan before they are hunted down and killed. The Japanese government has concluded that COVID-19 does not exist. If you still find this hard to believe, look at the chart below showing a steep drop off of pneumonia deaths in 2020. Statistics show the drop in pneumonia deaths is roughly equal to the so-called COVID-19 death rate. That is why Japan canceled its pandemic response as of June 1st. The rest of the world should follow. However, the Japanese have concluded that electromagnetic attacks using 5G low-level microwave beams did cause a lot of damage, especially in Wuhan, China. Imagine something much weaker than the defrost setting in your microwave, but taking place 24 hours a day, and you get the picture. That is why Japan's government is asking all independent administrative corporations and government-designated corporations to consider security risks when purchasing telecommunication equipment. Again, other countries, please take note. Overall, the plot being uncovered dates back to at least 1975 and involves using a pandemic to reduce the population. It was also to be an excuse to force the vaccination of the survivors with microchips that were to be connected to a digital wallet and 5G mind control. This was the system of total slavery the cabal was trying to impose. It sounds crazy, but fact-checking will confirm this to be true. You can start your confirmation with these links and then look at Jared Kushner and his 666 Fifth Avenue Lucent Technologies human microchipping project. On a note, on a final note this week, we note that SpaceX had an explosive failure last week as well as a successful launch of astronauts to the International Space Station. 
We have been told by esoteric sources that humans are allowed into a low space orbit but are not allowed off planet. They will only be allowed off planet when the crisis on the planetary surface is resolved. This means ending poverty, stopping environmental destruction, and attaining world peace. This is something humanity could accomplish within months with the proper willpower. That is why the negotiations between the Golden Dragon family and the Western powers are so important. As usual, there's a lot happening that we cannot report for security reasons, but rest assured, the good guys are winning. Well, I don't know who his esoteric source is, but humans have been leaving the planet in droves, because otherwise, how do you have humans on Mars? How do you have these secret space programs flying to different solar systems and whatnot? So, as always... (laughs) You have to question his sources. What is Dolly doing? She's flashing us. Um, no. I, I, no. you know, you know, I, there's a few things that he just said that you know, I, you know, obviously, um, we think we know that there is a secret space program and blah blah blah. Um, but you know, Fulford is is somebody who makes his living telling stories. <laughs> yeah, and some of his stories, I just don't think, are true, and I don't think that somebody that is in his realm of connection supposedly would um, be saying, you know, that we've got this quarantine on us, and a couple of other things he said, but. He also might be a player that's that's saying these things because, again, it, you know, it's it's layers of secrecy, and you just never know. <laughs> you know, is he a real player and knows that he's telling stories, or is he somebody that's just trying to make money by making up stories? You know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But Plus, does, it's like uh, it's like David Wilker. I mean, they don't research this information firsthand. They don't go out taking pictures and digging. They they rely on insiders and whistleblowers and not not and whatnot. So do they, you know, do they psychically scan their whistleblower to know that it's saying the absolute truth? Or is it saying the truth that the whistleblower believes it's true? What if the whistleblower himself has been un, you know disinformed? Or being told the wrong information because they know he's a whistleblower. So, so the, the 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 combinations and permutations are endless. So Walt, tell us what you found out about the Queenie. Well, what I found out is that the that it is true that she's not there. She's not in uh, in in what do you call it? The Buckingham Palace. The last one that I heard is that she was she was uh, in Windsor Windsor uh, Windsor Castle, so she's detained there. And even if this is if this other man happens to be a fake, well, that doesn't de- detract from the fact that the, the royal family is involved in all kinds of corruption. So <laughs> that doesn't take it. That doesn't take anything away from the fact that. The, so- the sooner these people can be brought to justice, the better for everybody else. I mean, they've been running the planet for how long? So did they take Charles and his 
woman with him, with her, and lock them up in the same place, and Andrew and That and I don't other, know. All I know is that they're ones? supposedly, you know, they're supposed to indoors because of this whole virus scare. You know, even Fulford warned about it, that the White Hats would use this scandemic as a perfect excuse to keep these people from the public eye. Right. Because you can arrest them and, you know, oh, it's there because of the virus thing. So you don't have to give a major explanation why you can't see these people in public anymore. Right. So what do you think about Jared? Who's Jared? Trump's son-in-law who who is a guidance counselor for Trump, supposedly. I, I can't think what's his title. I really don't know anything about the man. I, I know that uh, <clears throat> Fulford keeps re- repeating in, in different reports that Jared this is uh, some kind of agent for Israel. I don't know anything about the man. What so. do you think about him, Nancy? N- nothing. <laughs> oh, jeez. I haven't trusted him from the start, and I looked at it. Is that the son-in-law? Yeah, Kushner. That's that. Thanks, Sam. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I haven't trusted him from the start. His eyes. It's his eyes. He's deep state. Um, okay, what about Biden? I heard... I got my days mixed up, either today or yesterday, <clears throat> that Biden... Oh, oh, that lady. Slavana, or, or that lady. The oh, Yeah, um... She was saying that Biden was killed uh, so, so many last year, I think she said, or maybe she said during the beginning of the quarantine. That's why he's been quarantined. Uh, he has. Yeah, she uh, keeps insisting that the Biden that you guys are seeing is a clone. That's why right. he's malfunctioning, and he keeps saying crazy stuff. He's a clone, or and they've got a look-alike. I was looking at him today on Fox, a full screen of his head. <coughs> Excuse me, of his head. I think she's right, because I can <laughs> look at him. His eyes aren't that black hole, evil stuff, uh, and I don't get goosebumps that are really bad when I look at him. I can actually look at him now and not get the heebie-jeebies. So I think she might be right, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, you were the, weren't you or Nancy, the first one to detect the fake Trump? I think it was me. Nancy didn't (laughs) buy into it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, there was another thing I wanted to ask I didn't get it typed in I don't know I don't know so I wh- think go, oh, ahead. go ahead go ahead I think we're getting closer and closer to things being revealed so that more people can wake up and accept the fact people are going to be being arrested that they thought would never get arrested. 
I'm well, that's why I was asking you when I was doing the, um, when we had the conversation that I was working on your computer, because I know that you're an avid Q follower. I never follow because it, it's, it's so cryptic and a lot of the language, even though it's written in English, a lot of what's been said is being said in special code. And I never found a book how to interpret the Q code. Maybe Nancy can because she's military intelligence. <laughs> But somebody posted um, a comment in Facebook that sometime around two years ago, Q had made a post saying that when you see looting in the streets, it, it'll be the signs of the end of the deep state. And I think you said that, yes, you remember seeing something along those lines. Yeah, I do. So I was wondering, do you, I know you guys follow Q, but I don't. Jan's the good Q follower. Oh. And that's why people like listening to her. They like to, her interpretations, I believe, is what they like. And the way she says it. Um, Well, she doesn't really at, interpret it. She just reports it. That's, I think that that's what they're liking. Oh, okay. You know, she really does kind of stay neutral. Um, well, can you tell uh, Dolly, and, and I want to hear it again, the story about why this guy um, thinks he's king? Well, the uh, there are three parts, uh, videos and YouTubes, and part one, two, and three. And uh, it's interesting that on part two, because there are people that say, oh, his family is saying that he's crazy and he's a bipolar and stuff like that. <laughs> and he openly discusses his family. Um, his older brother has been a drug dealer since he was 15. And he's a drug dealer because the the royal family trained him. The, he says that the government trained him to be a heroin dealer because he says that's that's what the the royals do to sabotage any one person or a group of people, they, they use uh, the heroin. So he goes on to say the, the story of how the brother would use his car to go out and sell heroin, and then he would come back and leave the car. I never knew what he used it for. And then it turns out that um, whenever, like he was going to a job or something, and they would say, no, you, he would get fired or he wouldn't get the job because they had seen his car, uh, somebody selling drugs out of the car. So for 25 years, he hasn't even communicated with these people because of all the... <laughs> he's got... The, the way he describes his family is nothing short of the Adams family. But the story, as he explains it, is that uh, Queen Victoria, while she was still living, she gave the family a chest full of what he calls royal marks. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. And you explained that uh, it could be letters or documents, which I think it's, it is documents because he shows photos of really old museum-grade uh, documents where it, exp it explains that they are the, the royal lineage because he, he shows in his documents and in the the timeline that he describes that the queen is the daughter of a maid. Uh, he goes on to explain when it happened, with whom, who it happened, you know, what date, uh, what address where she was born. 
he he goes on to explain why in 1981 they found an excuse to blow up that building so that there would be no record of where she was born. And, uh, for example, he tells a story that happened while Diana was still alive. Uh, he says, this story was published in a Masonic periodical. So I guess you have to be uh, a, a Mason, a member of a Masonic lodge. He says it, it took him a while, but he was able to find the periodical that uh, while Diana was still alive, she attended a dinner that was um, hosted by a duchess. And she was present, the husband, Charles, was present, and the king of Spain at the time. And they're sitting at dinner, and before the dinner begins, uh, the duchess stands up and addresses Charles directly and said out loud, Charles, you are nothing. Your mother is a maid. Your mother is the daughter of a maid, and you hold no titles of any value. You are not you. You are not entitled to any of the titles that you know have been conferred to you. And they, the the members there, were expected to hear some kind of argument or some objection. Instead, he just hung his head for like a full five minutes. He just hung his head there, sitting at the table. And whoever was witnessing or reporting this in the article said that Diana looked at him askance and told and, and said to him, "You mean I just I married a commoner?" So she and the king of Spain were looking at each other like aghast. They had never, they were not aware of what was happening, uh, of what this woman was saying. So that's why this this the reason. Wait, would say, well, okay, so, what woman uh, said that? He, what woman said that? Made the that Duchess, the Duchess that called. He gives the title of the Duchess and he calls her by name. It, uh, he not says his wife, the, not, no, not no, Diana. No, no, it was the a, a royal woman called for this dinner, and uh -huh. he was invited there. So Diana was astounded because she said to him out loud, "You mean I married a commoner?" And I guess. Um, um, he goes on to explain that that was one because a year later after this dinner is when Diana you know there was a, that accident and she was killed which a lot of people said it's it was planned it was premeditated it wasn't an accident at all because she was after that she was a high risk that she could you know spill the beans about you know the royal family and all the other crap, whatever it is that they're involved in. That's no, another I, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that, that's one of the, the things that this man said is that um, the Royal Navy is sick of being, the, they're sick of being the messenger boys of carrying their um, heroin back and forth. That's what they're used for. They're the, he, he goes on to say that the queen and her husband are the number one biggest heroin dealers on the planet. That's, that's how they control people. And that's how they do stuff through the hair. That's their currency, <laughs> so to speak. And blackmail. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I saw something about Diana met with JFK and our beloved Trump. Uh, In 1995. Yeah. 
Yeah, yep. so she's still alive too. Um and in the hiding. Uh what do you think about that? I don't think I, I don't think it's a coincidence. Like Nancy says, there's no such thing as coincidence. It's all thought and action. If these three people met that far back, uh, it's because they knew what was going to be happening now, what we're witnessing in the present. And a lot of people could not function if if they were out in the open, and that's why they they needed to fake their own deaths. So I'm not surprised that they fake their deaths. I'm hoping so. Hmm. I think I I addressed all the things I had questions on now. Well, will that pendulum answer a question as to whether she's alive or not? Well, let me see. First, I'm going to ask if I'm allowed to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, because many times Dolly has questions, but the, the posse says, no, you can't ask that. Yeah. So, okay. Am I allowed, am I permitted to ask questions about Princess Diana? Okay, I'm getting a yes. Go ahead. Ask the question, but don't tell me what the question is. Just tell me, just say the word ready when you've asked it. Who's asking Dolly, right? Oh, I thought you were. Um, I'm sorry, my mind went, I don't know what to ask. Okay, now. okay, I'll, I'll ask it just a second. Okay. 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 What is the answer to the, to Nancy's question right now? The movement is yes. I don't know what you asked. I asked if the uh, Diana's death was faked and is she alive now? Oh, oh but that's two. That's two questions. You're so technical. I'm sorry. That's the way. She, that's the way the. No. That's why uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I went through this. I went through this. My first question: It was, is Diana alive? And they corrected me, and I said, and was her death faked? Because she could be alive or dead here, but not... Anyway, I I think... (laughs) (laughs) I think we better change the channel. (laughs) But wait for the first time. I'm getting a confirmation that it's true. Well, on some timeline, there there's always truth. I mean, there, there's all these different timelines. But that's where that's why I'm saying that, you know, what I was trying to say is on this timeline, is she alive and was it a faked event? I don't think that that's two questions. I it's a it's a. Uh, a, a uh, hmm. No, it is the question because you're asking, is she alive in this timeline, question one? No, Was no, 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 that, that's the question. The the adjective, the, the, the thing that I'm, you know, making a, a subtle change to, to get more detail is, and was the death faked? Because if she's alive, obviously the death was faked, right? 
Can't you just ask two questions? <laughs> I mean, it's not like they cost Next money. time, just ask one darn question. <laughs> well, see, if I had said, if I had said, was it fate? She could be dead. She could have faked her death and then, you know, had an ember or something. truly dead. Correct. Yeah. So, I was mostly concerned with is she alive. <laughs> well, I got the I got a confirmation. Yes. Yes, she's alive. Yes. And I never get that kind of stuff. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, considering the the level of of corruption and how deep it goes and how far it goes, if you're going to do anything significant, you have to be dead. Otherwise, you never have a moment's rest in your life. That's true. <laughs> is, is there any prophecy about when the world turns upside down? <laughs> what it well, signifies? What do you think you're witnessing now? Well, I know what I'm witnessing. That's why I'm asking. Is this something significant? <laughs> the world is upside well, down. That's, that's Did what I was notice? asking Dali about Q. Q said that when you when you witness riots, that means that's the sign of the end of the of the deep state. I How didn't long, say that. Q said uh, that. No, I, I said if you had seen something like that, and you, oh, and you said oh, yes. I, I remember reading something about that. Yeah. So, um. I wanted to double check that it was true that if he that it was said two years ago. Oh, this like I said, I, I'm not sure how many years ago, but I do remember hearing it, Walt. So that's it. This this is their last big hurrah, I guess. I think so. After I this, really they're going to run out of money. They don't. <laughs> they're not going to have. They're well, blowing their last few bucks. Well, <laughs> the banks are closed, as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're not. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, not, you can't go to their uh, branches. They aren't real anymore. That's uh, a fact. Well, you know, I I've had my bank with USAA for a long time, and when my father died, I transferred his stocks into the USAA stock section of their organization. Well, they just essentially turned our stocks over to oh, one of those other peoples, finance peoples. And their statement to why they're doing this is that essentially it was a big, it was a good business move because they couldn't compete, um, Schwab. They couldn't compete with the, uh, the digital world of what's happening now with with uh, the stocks, you know, and so I was like, okay, all right. I mean, I don't know. Schwab keeps sending me this stuff. Welcome to us, and I'm like, I just don't have time to deal with you right now. So I don't know what what that's all going to be. But then I go on over to USAA, and. All of a sudden, I have to make some. I have to sign some documents. Are you did there? Lose, did we lose Nancy? Yeah. I Nancy actually, I actually, I, I actually muted myself. Oh. <laughs> oh. No. So I go. I don't know where you where I lost you. The USAA went to Schwab Finance. They sent everything over there. Okay, but then I go into my checking and savings thing. And now I've got to 
sign some documents electronically before I can even access my own accounts. What? Yeah, and this is USAA. And um, USAA is a, a, a bank financial insurance company that is run by military people. And they're, I'm not sure exactly how, I don't think they're one of, well, I know they're not one of the Federal Reserve banks per se. And I'm not even sure if they have a membership in it. Because when everything fell apart in eight, uh, 2008 and uh they weren't affected very much. And they rated like in the top, like one or two in the country as far as what, you know, how they operate and stuff. And so last night after I... I just needed to pay some bills because I realized in the flood I hadn't paid a couple of bills. So all I want to do is get to my accounts, you know? So I get on over the accounts, and then afterwards I was thinking about it, and I went, you know, that's a really strange thing. And I'm thinking, I wonder if these are changes to a new kind of banking. Yeah. And that it sounds like, and that the military people would be the ones that were would be on top of it, don't you think? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what that all means, but it was very interesting. Now, what do you mean when you say signing electronic documents every single time? You no, I had to author. I don't know because this was the other thing about it. It said. Okay, you have to look and download these documents and then make a statement saying that you've got them and blah, blah, blah. So I click on that, and no matter how many times I clicked, nothing was working. So I said, and they said, well, maybe you needed an upgrade to Adobe. And so I did that. Still nothing. And they keep asking me, sign it. Are you going to sign it? You saw them and you downloaded. And I said, well, yes, I guess I am because I need to get into my accounts even though I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> because what you're describing sounds exactly what I went through when I got rid of my 401k account. When I was still working at the corporation, Gear Fusion, I had a 401k account with this company, Fidelity. But once you don't work for the corporation, it's, it's kind of useless because it's uh, the 401k account. You know how it works. You know the your employer does contribute to your account with every paycheck and you can contribute if you want uh, but since I no longer work for that corporation it was kind of pointless having the money there since I have a, a member of a credit union and they have an IRA so I did the whole thing with the representative to choose what kind of IRA would be better for me and then once everything once everything was in place, I he sent me these documents over the email. Which first I had to create a, a login into a specific website. And once you're there, you go, you take a couple of steps, and you create your digital signature. So then, as I'm going through the, it's almost like working with a PDF. As I'm going through the pages and the form, there would be like a little post-it note saying "sign here." So when you click on it that signature that you created gets posted to that. And once everything has been signed off, you turn around and you forward it to your representative. So once I did that, um, the last thing I had to do was get on the phone with Fidelity and the and my credit union rep 
and he gave him instructions that we were closing that 401k and moving it to an IRA. So they sent me a paper check, which I turned around and immediately forwarded to the to the credit union. So they deposited that check into the IRA. So that way I didn't have to pay any tax of any kind. So once with that, uh, they sent me an email and said, okay, the money is in the account. And all I had to do was set up the login and password. And I can go into the IRA anytime I want. And it was a good move because ever since the money has gone into the IRA, it's earned a lot more than it did with Fidelity. So, but I remember that digital signature thing. I had to go through. But it's a it's a one time. You don't you don't do it every single time. Well, it may be that you know that that's what it was all about the stocks and everything. But was so, <laughs> and it was like I'm lying. But the only way I can get into my accounts is to lie. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm just going to lie well, I'm surprised to you. you can't get somebody to just explain it to you. It's Now, with this business of, you know, everybody doing everything remotely, I guess they came up with this. Otherwise, I would have done it in person, going down to the branch and signing whatever they wanted me to sign. Well, now everything's electronic. USAA is pretty good about answering things. I just wasn't in the mood for it. <laughs> You know, so anyway, but I got Boy, into my. Do I accounts. understand that? Yeah, I mean, you got to deal with all that stuff. So. Yep. So anyway, um, while while I'm talking to you, I suddenly realized I had, I had. We have a new show that's starting up, and I was their first guest, so I go from there to here and I forgot completely about uploading the Shungite show which is what follows this so I'm doing that so why don't you two talk to each other because I can't do two things at the same time when are you going to upload our last week's show or this one huh you didn't upload last week's this show I didn't no I did it. Did I not? Oh, well, I don't it? see it. All right, I'll I'll check that. Okay, thanks. That would be rude. I was rude. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying that would be rude of me. I th- oh, well, <laughs> you were busy with a flood. Well, yes, that's true. But we didn't have one last week. Yes, we didn't. We didn't. Yes, we- no, I played a replay. Do you want me to upload the replay? I'm not going to upload it no. to YouTube. It's in YouTube someplace. Well, yeah, if it's in YouTube, no. Well, didn't we have this show last week? No, we had a flood. I wasn't... I played the... What did I play? I played oh. some replay. Well, okay. Then no wonder you didn't upload it. Well, that would be the reason. <laughs> <laughs> It it didn't exist. Who's on first? What's on second? And Walt was no help getting us. I don't do much, lady. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Go ahead and do your thing, Nancy. I'll just sit here and be bewildered. (laughs) So, Walt, have you got anything um, interesting to say? 
Tom, what I have to say is this this is the time to focus on the the more the reason to focus on the reality that you want. So stop looking at the news. I mean, unless you have the uh, the mental discipline to look and not connect to it, because otherwise it just sucks you in. That's a vacuum cleaner of fear and desperation. And you look at the news, and it's and it's it's so funny how they um, they conflict with each other. Like for example, I was watching a, a video, a comedy video comprised of uh, news bloopers, and there's there's this guy who's reporting on a Memorial Day gathering somewhere in a, and in one of the tropical states. You see all these people gathered in the beach because they're celebrating Memorial Day, and somebody's walking near him, the correspondent, and he's talking to the camera, and he's wearing this big fat mask, and the the camera, the the guy looks at him because this passerby is standing close by and he and he looks and he asks the cameraman to point at him look look at this man he's not wearing a mask and then you hear the man speaking up and he says well the cameraman isn't wearing one either <laughs> so the guy in front of the camera just hangs his, his head in shame <laughs> I saw that that was funny <laughs> I thought, and you don't wear one when the camera's off either. Yeah. <laughs> they so. do that in the uh, press room. They they accidentally left a camera running, uh, and you could see they didn't wear the mask except for when the president <laughs> came in, when they were sitting. That's a really ob- obedient virus. It only it only activates when you the, when the cameras are rolling up. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it, these days are so crazy. I saw another article or or video that said um, one of the things that the deep state wants to do in order to get us under their control is make it so we doubt everything. And they have done a good job of that. I don't trust much. Do you? Well, that's why I put that comment on on Nancy's post today. And I said, this whole situation is giving us a golden opportunity to develop our skills and hone ourselves to have our own personal connection to truth, whether you're doing remote viewing or psychic perception or dowsing, find your own way to connect directly to truth because you're not going to find it from a screen. There's, there's so much data manipulation, computer-generated graphics, modified images, all of this stuff that's it's just exploding out there. How do you know how do you get to the truth? Well, you get through the truth through you because you are connected to the universe. You just have to decide, you know, what skill are you good at? Are you good at remote viewing? Are you good at dowsing? Are you good at psychic perception? Are you good at tarot? Do whatever you need to do to connect to your other, to the other dimensions of you, because that's where you'll find the truth. You, why do you think all of these things were frowned upon by the churches. Look, go back for all the history buffs out there. Go back to medieval Europe. 
nobody was allowed to learn Latin because nobody was allowed to read the Bible. Why? Because they deserved the right and the privilege to interpret the Bible for you, to keep you separate from whatever truth was supposed to be in the Bible. I mean, how long did it take? Wasn't it uh, Martin Luther who violated that rule by translating the first Bible into German? And that hasn't stopped. It has changed form, but it hasn't stopped. They're always putting themselves between you and the truth so that you don't find out what the real truth is. So this is a golden opportunity to do it. You know, yeah, cultivate your psychic skills, your tarot reading, the palm reading, tea leaves, whatever it is to connect to the other side and get your own truth. Well, now, what, that, what was this the post that I had on the uh, picture of the... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so um, supposedly, I think it Fulford gave the link, or somebody did, but it was a picture of the uh, Queen Elizabeth and, and Philip, Prince Philip, on a throne in their regalia, you know, the crowns and yeah. stuff. And then there was another one, and it said that this was at the opening of Parliament, and how she is now in common attire. And, you know, this is an indication that she's been dethroned. Well, I looked at that picture, and I sat there, and I could detect inside of me uh, an apprehension of the picture. There's something wrong with this picture. So what I did was I, I googled opening of Parliament, Queen Elizabeth, right? And I get mm-hmm. the picture, but the picture is from 2016. It's not this year, it's 2016. So there so, you have it. That's you, I, you know. You don't have to go outside yourself. Just feel what exactly. you feel when you're looking exactly. at something. Exactly. And this, the, these times are demanding that you do this because you can't rely on the internet. <laughs> you think, oh, I can rely on this news source. Really? Maybe? Com- can you rely on it completely? A hundred percent. Yeah, you can't just look at one site anymore and say, oh, this is what it said. No, no, you have to look at at least three to see if they can coincide in any way. When you look at these riots and all the coverage that they're getting, you can see that the war is not being fought with bullets and bombs. It's being fought with information and images and words. So the more the reason that you, you connect directly to the truth, don't let anybody else connect for you. And then you'll know what's really going on. So, you know, how do, how do we build our new reality? We're going to be depending on input from the people that are fighting for who gets to control the most amount of people. Impossible. You, you make the connection. You, you find out what's really happening, what's really going on. And that way you won't yield to fear. That's, 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 that's what ignorance for you. The more you ignore stuff... The more, the more in the darkness that you are, the more you're afraid of everything because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. And, I and then you start going into desperation and fear, and it, it doesn't work. Never did. Well, you just made a good argument for me to continue watching news. <laughs> well, you, you, you have the perfect uh, team to watch news with because you have the posse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, my I pos- definitely, I my- definitely get the message. This is a bunch of baloney. My posse <laughs> is saying we've got to leave. So, no. 
Yes, we do. We have to stop. This. Thank you, Nancy. Right. Thank you, Dolly. That was a really interesting show. I en- I enjoyed it. It was interesting talking with you guys. I always enjoy it, though. <laughs> I just can't help it. I love you guys. And and people out there, thank you, thank you for your comments. Please co- keep commenting on Facebook, the Cosmic Reality Facebook, and and the YouTube. Thank you. And from Dolly World, bye bye. Go ahead, Walt. You want to say good night? Uh, good night, everyone. Thank you for being with us. Hopefully, we'll be back with you tomorrow. I mean, next week. Thank you. For real. <laughs> you have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.